It's a special Friday edition of PFTOT. We waited to do this one because we thought there was a chance the NFL would act quickly and decisively with Brown's defensive end, Miles Garrett, and that is precisely what the league did. The proverbial Friday afternoon bad news dump coming before Friday afternoon technically even began. Just before 12 o'clock Eastern, the NFL announces a variety of punishments. We're going to begin with the main culprit here, Miles Garrett, who removed the helmet of Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph and then struck Rudolph in the head with his own helmet. Garrett has been suspended indefinitely, but he definitely will miss the rest of the regular season, plus any playoff games for which the Browns may qualify. So up to 10 games, and don't laugh, in theory the Browns could still make it to the Super Bowl, but up to 10 games in 2019, then he'll have to meet with the commissioner regarding a potential reinstatement for 2020. It's possible he misses no further games. It's possible he misses four games or more to start the 2020 regular season. And it is possible that whether or not the Browns make the playoffs, the games he would miss in 2019, maybe if he misses a playoff game or two in 2019, that is one or two fewer games he would miss in 2020. But either way, Garrett's punishment preliminarily has been set at a minimum of six games, and he will have the ability to appeal that decision. More on that in a second, though. For now, the cost to Miles Garrett. $1.139 million in salary that he will lose from missing the final six games of the 2019 regular season. Plus, if the Browns are inclined to do so, they could pursue forfeiture of signing bonus money applicable to the six games he'll miss. That works out to $1.782 million, again, if the Browns choose to pursue that avenue. Sometimes teams do. Sometimes they don't. It works out to more than $2.9 million in potential expenses for Miles Garrett just based upon a six-game regular season suspension. The league has also said he'll be fined an amount over and above whatever he would lose by way of salary. So an expensive swinging of the helmet and a justifiable outcome. Something like this had never happened before in the NFL. And you think about all of the dirty moments we've seen, all of the unfortunate incidents that went beyond the boundaries of a given play. To remove someone's helmet and actually strike them in the head with it is a criminal act. And I don't believe that Miles Garrett will be prosecuted, but he could be. And if this had happened in Pittsburgh instead of Cleveland, maybe he would be. Because let's remember, prosecutors are publicly elected officials and prosecutors have a wide degree of discretion when it comes to who they will charge and who they won't charge. But in a case like this, the evidence of an assault is open and shut. And even though Miles Garrett probably doesn't have to worry about that, he does have to worry about the league and what the league has done so far is put him on the sidelines for the rest of the year. He can and possibly will file an appeal that would be heard by either Derek Brooks or James Thrash. They are the gentlemen who are jointly appointed and compensated by the NFL and the NFL Players Association to handle appeals for on-field misconduct. Now, sometimes you get the feel when you are an independent arbitrator that even though you truly can exercise that objectivity, one side feels more strongly than the other. And it's quite possible that Thrash or Brooks will realize that in this case, the NFL wants that suspension to stick far more strongly than the NFLPA does. Think back, think back to the Vontez Burfecht 12-game suspension. I was stunned that that suspension was upheld on appeal, but I also had the impression the league was much more zealous about it sticking than the NFLPA was about protecting and defending him. Because let's face it, in cases like this, the NFLPA not only represents the culprit, the NFLPA represents the victims of this unsafe behavior that we see unfolding on the football field. And also the NFLPA and the NFL have a shared interest in 
making the game as safe as it can be, not only for the benefit of the players, but also for the benefit of the game, because at a time when youth participation is dropping, things like this, like what Miles Garrett did last night, like what Vontez Burfecht did earlier this season, it needs to be dealt with in a clear and unmistakable way in order to send the message to the parents out there that this isn't what football is about. Maybe at one point in the past it was, no longer. And even in the past, even in the worst days of rough-and-tumble old-school football, we didn't see a guy remove someone's helmet and strike him over the head with it. Now, other penalties that were included in the NFL's announcement, a three-game suspension has been imposed on Marquise Pouncey, the Steelers' center, who was punching and kicking an opponent, even though Miles Garrett had his helmet on, there were still unacceptable actions from Marquise Pouncey. You could argue he was merely defending and protecting his quarterback, but there is a point where you cross the line, and Pouncey, in the estimation of the NFL, did. Also, there will be a fine on top of the suspension imposed on Marquise Pouncey. Larry Ogunjobi of the Browns has been suspended for one game and fined an additional amount for unnecessary roughness, specifically shoving an opposing player to the ground during an altercation. So three players have already been suspended. Additional discipline for other players will be forthcoming, according to the league's announcement, through the standard accountability process, including those players that left the bench to enter the fight area. That means most likely fines will be suspended on various players who did get involved in the fight. And on top of everything else, both teams have been fined $250,000 for this overall incident, which marred uh, not a great game, but a game that that uh, was about to end without any significant incident before there was a significant incident, one of the most significant on-field incidents that we have ever seen. Also, the Cleveland Browns have issued a statement regarding the situation. This comes from owners Jimmy and D. Haslam. I'm going to read the whole statement, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. Here's the quote from team ownership. We are extremely disappointed in what transpired last evening at the end of our game. There is no place for that in football, and that is not reflective of the core values we strive for as an organization. We sincerely apologize to Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Miles Garrett has been a good teammate and member of our organization and community for the last three years, but his actions last night were completely unacceptable. We understand the consequences from the league for his actions. Okay, that's fine. It sounds good. But it's clear that the Browns themselves will take no action against Miles Garrett. Now, in a situation like this, either the league or the team has the jurisdiction to act. And for on-field misconduct, it's typically only the league that can do anything. What the team could do, though, and I'm not suggesting that they do it. I'm using this as yet another basis for pointing out one of the great double standards in sports. The team could cut Miles Garrett without question. Even if the league is imposing this separate punishment, at any time, the team can rip up the contract and say, that's it. This is not what we stand for. We don't care that you were the number one overall pick in the draft. We don't care that you probably would be claimed on waivers by the Cincinnati Bengals. We don't care about any of that. All we care about is what's right and what's wrong. And what you did was so wrong, you have forfeited your privilege of being a member of this team. But they're not going to do it because it's Miles Garrett. If it had been a backup offensive tackle that did this, that guy would be cut. If it had been anybody other than one of the star players on the team, that guy would be cut. What I always say in situations like this, excuses are made for the stars, examples are made of the scrubs. And the Browns have provided us with an example of both extremes within the last 24 hours. Because just yesterday, 
they cut receiver Antonio Callaway, a fourth-round pick in 2018, who, God forbid, has smoked marijuana on his own time and is facing a 10-game suspension from the NFL. Well, the Browns decided it was time to cut the cord on Antonio Callaway and move on. Now, if Antonio Callaway was a superstar player, they wouldn't have done it. I mean, let's just flip it around. If Callaway had done what Garrett did, Callaway still would have been cut. And if Garrett had done what Callaway did, Garrett would still be employed. That's how it works in sports. That's how it works in the NFL. And that's how it works with the Cleveland Browns. What Miles Garrett did was completely unacceptable, but we're not stupid. We're not going to cut the guy who was the first overall pick in the draft and who had shown signs this year of the level of ability that can make him one of the best defensive players in all of football because eventually someone would give him a second chance. We'd rather that second chance be with us because the last thing we want is to see Miles Garrett as a member of a team other than the Cleveland Browns putting in place the foundation for a potential Hall of Fame career with the kind of redemption that would flow from the ugliest night of his professional career. That's why the Browns did it. Any other player on the roster who doesn't fall into that superstar category probably ends up being a guy who clears out his locker and is ejected from the facility the next day. And again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying this is a prime example of how it works. And the Browns have given us in one day. Antonio Callaway out. Miles Garrett still in, even though he is subject to that suspension for the balance of the season and possibly more time missed in 2020. That's going to wrap up this special edition of PFTOT regarding the ugly incident that unfolded on Thursday night in Cleveland. For more updates on this and all other issues regarding the National Football League, check us out around the clock at ProFootballTalk.com.